Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 61 Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you are my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me abide in your tent forever, find refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So I will always sing praises to your name as I pay my vows day after day. 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 15 through 19. Then he returned to the man of God, he and all his company. He came and stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a present from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will accept nothing. He urged him to accept, but he refused. Then Naaman said, If not, please let two mule loads of earth be given to your servant, for your servant will no longer offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any god except the Lord. But may the Lord pardon your servant on one count. When my master goes into the house of Ramon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and I bow down in the house of Ramon, when I do bow down in the house of Ramon, may the Lord pardon your servant on this one count. He said to him, Go in peace. But when Naaman had gone from him a short distance, the reading breaks off. Acts 26, verses 24 through 29. While he was making his defense, Festus exclaimed, You are out of your mind, Paul. Too much learning is driving you insane. But Paul said, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking the sober truth. Indeed, the king knows about these things, and to him I speak freely, for I am certain that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Agrippa said to Paul, Are you so quickly persuading me to become a Christian? Paul replied, Whether quickly or not, I pray to God that not only you, but also all who are listening to me today might become such as I am, except for these chains. Good morning and welcome to the 20th Monday after Pentecost. This is Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. Uh, This morning uh, I'm back on the horse after um, failing to to upload a 
a podcast episode for Friday, morning prayer for Friday. Um, it's just, I'm still figuring out systems for getting things done in um, a new place with an, an infant, um, all kinds of fun decisions and complications. Um, but this morning's readings are brief. Uh, Psalm 61, uh, just eight verses. And then Second Kings is one of the few times when the, the inability to, or the, I should say inability, the limitations of splitting you know, a literary piece into um, chapters and verses in, you know, that wasn't in the original. Um, and so the last verse of Second Kings, um, this reading from this morning, uh, verse 19 is so short, it begins, he said to him, go in peace, and finishes with, but then Naaman had gone out from him a short distance, comma, and it starts a new verse. And I wasn't reading ahead, and so I had lost, I lost track of the fact that it's one of these weird verses that gets cut off. Um, and uh, finally, in Acts 26, our, our Paul, our, our passage, is of Paul uh, appealing to King Agrippa to believe in Christianity. Um, but the the Second Kings thing is helpful as a reminder that these that what we have in uh, our Bible, our, our modern Bible, um, is derived from holy scriptures, but it's, and it is holy, and they are scriptures, but it's important to remember um, the the work and the hands that went into creating it, and what was added to help later readers like us. And so if, if we accept that chapter and verse are not a problem that are you know can be helpful and um, not necessarily getting in the way of the text. We also have to accept that there have been other edits and revisions um, that don't undermine the work itself, um, but that in fact are a part of the process of of um, the body of Christ. Um, you know, creating this work, which is its own kind of body. Um, <clears throat> and I, I mentioned that in, at least in, t- in light of the military, uh, the army regulations. I remember um, I was made, uh, I was bumped up to a headquarters unit uh, when I was at Schofield, and I hated it. I could not stand not being on the line. My platoon sergeant was a an asshole, um, and what's worse is he didn't even no he knew he was an asshole, and he's just kind of one of those like you know, kind of old school, didn't give a fuck kind of. He got along with people, but God, I fucking hated that time. Anyway, the army, the regulations you knew I knew of, you know, AR this and AR that, but I never took it upon myself to read it myself like. That's somebody else's job. Um, and they had this kind of sacrosanct quality to them where I, I knew that they were there, but I never questioned them, and I just kind of took it from someone else to tell me what the regulations were. Um, and I took for granted the fact that regulations are, are human creations just like 
um, the church just like scripture uh, well more human scripture and the church are, are people help create them um, but it's ultimately God that created them but regulations those are all man right um, and so as part of this headquarters unit I had to start reading the regulations and become familiarized with them because I was taking care of administrative tasks for um, leadership and for um, you know the Joes that would come in and ask for stuff and God even just thinking about it I still I still hate it <laughs> but um, as I became comfortable figuring out where to find the regulations how they were kind of organized you know how they worked I became much more comfortable interpreting them for myself um, and making sh- and also realizing that it isn't necessarily true that the people who are supposed to know what they said and abide by them, it wasn't necessarily true that they did. Um, and oftentimes, people who were supposed to know about them or, or be familiar with them weren't. Um, and there's a certain sense of frustration. There's also a sense of empowerment that um, I had the opportunity to interpret and understand and and engage with this work um, but that's also a responsibility a, a burden right um, I couldn't just do whatever I wanted with them and uh, it was also work to to figure out what it is that they said um, and and the rules of the game that we were all playing and as I was getting out um, or as I was preparing to deploy again I guess I didn't know I was getting out um, I remember in the same vein, reading C.S. Lewis's um, essays during World War II. And he had served in World War I, didn't speak much about it, certainly informed his, his writing, um, but he, he was much more closed-lipped about it than Tolkien was, and, uh, who both fought in the trenches in World War I. And I remember reading an essay, I think it was called The Weight of Glory, um, where essentially Lewis is defending just war without doing so explicitly but he's saying we all have a responsibility um he was speaking at oxford and particularly the responsibility of education and i remember just not agreeing with him and being realizing that i could argue with these um voices in the past these contributors um and i didn't have to take their word as as you know inherently more authoritative that or more reliable um, than others uh, and so it was this kind of interesting moment um, that that in part sparked my interest in in education and in um, you know learning more and in the the enthusiasm for understanding the you know the the context within which I found myself to engage more to be active um, in my own kind of understanding and and movement through the world Um, and there were a lot of people who said you're out of your mind and too much learning is driving you insane Um, but um, Paul responds to Festus who who insists that Paul is going insane by too much knowledge I'm not out of my mind. I'm speaking a sober truth. Um, and uh, I, 
I don't know, I, I think it's important that we engage not just with um, our own context, but um, also Holy Scripture. Um, there are there are amazing things to be found when you begin asking questions of the Bible and its characters, um, this sense of responsibility, this sense of excitement to to ask questions that people around you here and now may not appreciate, uh, may not want you to be asking, but they're important questions. Um, and no matter what anybody says, there's no such thing as going insane from too much learning. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.